Hello everyone. Welcome to another weekly episode of Limitless Podcast, a place where we bring together global leaders in sales and marketing. My name is Sanjana and I'm the host of Limitless Podcast. Today we are speaking with Shruti Kapoor, CEO of Wingman. Hello Shruti, welcome to Limitless. Hi Sanjana, great to be here. Thank you so much for joining in today Shruti. Uh, I'm really excited about the conversation that we're going to have. Likewise. Okay. So the topic which Shruti and I are going to talk about today is um, how do you scale sales coaching? Uh, I have zero knowledge about sales coaching. Uh, so like a curious student, I have prepared a list of questions that I want to ask Shruti today. Uh, shall we get started, Shruti? Absolutely. I'm very excited to bring the world of sales coaching to someone new today. All right. That's interesting. Uh, but before I start shooting my questions to you, Shruti, uh, I'm really interested in digging into uh, some of your background. Um, I went through your LinkedIn profile and I saw that you have a degree in life sciences and uh, went on to become an analyst at Morgan Stanley. Uh, that's quite interesting. Uh, so I want to understand a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah, careers are never linear paths, uh, unlike what we'd like to uh, plan for. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I did my undergrad in life sciences and I was, uh, you know, I had a strong passion uh, and I still continue to mm -hmm. have a strong passion for uh, science and tech. Um, mm -hmm. And at that point, I really wanted to work, uh, you know, in uh, curing the world of uh, diseases. I worked uh, on mm -hmm. dengue, I worked on cancer. And, um, you know, what I soon realized was that while that word was exciting, um, one thing that I couldn't control was uh, you know, the pace of the experiments. I couldn't, mm -hmm. you know, sing to my bacteria to get them to grow faster, to give me results faster. And, uh, you know, that that kind of became a reason for me to say that I wanted more control on uh, my destiny and uh, on the pace of things and uh, got me to look at other avenues uh, outside of, uh, you know, wet lab research in biology. Uh, and that got me uh, to the business world uh, so I did my MBA from uh, the Indian Institute of Management. And after that, uh, you know, uh, decided that I enjoyed numbers and I enjoyed uh, analysis and went into, uh, you know, Morgan Stanley investment banking. Um, and mm -hmm. we, well, that was back in 2008, uh, just before the financial crisis uh, hit. Mm -hmm. So this is, yeah, yeah. in some sense, my second crisis as uh, a working professional. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I think we are similar when it comes to our background uh, because I did my uh, electrical engineering and then uh, went on to become a business analyst. Uh, from there, I became a content writer and from there, I became a marketer. So <laughs> it's, it's not linear for me as well. <laughs> uh, this makes me more curious now, Shruti. Uh, did you plan to get into sales? Uh, what led you to be in the position that you are today? Right. So, uh, you know, that was another series of uh, events and career paths, uh, right? So uh, I worked for a long time in uh, early stage tech investing. And mm -hmm. given my background in technology, tech investing and finance, uh, I took up a job in fintech at a company called Payoneer. Uh, okay. And, uh, you know, what uh, was basically a role in helping Payoneer enter a new market, uh, which is when they were entering India, uh, became uh, a role of figuring out go-to-market, figuring out uh, hiring salespeople, setting up a sales process. Um, and all of that was very new to me. I had never done any of that. 
uh, and I think uh, while I did that, I looked at it from an outsider's perspective uh, as a curious student uh, like yourself. And that got me thinking about, you know, what are some of the things that could be done better uh, in sales? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, that's what uh, inspired me to start Wingman and uh, ensure that, you know, everybody could do better sales and uh, more salespeople could uh, get better at the trade. Um, I think it's a very exciting trade. Uh, and today mm -hmm. it's at a cusp of, uh, you know, it's, it's always been about humans and relationships and yeah. uh, dealing with emotions. But I think today there's a very interesting mix of technology coming into it. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's what brought me here. All right. Interesting life story there should be. Uh, that is totally inspiring uh, as well. Uh, so let's quickly jump into our discussion today. Uh, let's start with the basics. So what is sales coaching and what is not? Right. So I think that's a great question and especially the second part of it uh, because yeah. a lot, lot of times people confuse sales coaching, uh, you know, for any activity that goes into uh, telling a salesperson on how they could hit their quota better, uh, right? Mm -hmm. And given how transactional uh, sales uh, generally is and how numbers driven it is, uh, the same uh, comes into play with sales coaching, which is uh, what people often call sales coaching is really deal coaching, uh, right? So as a manager, can I go in and say, okay, these are the 10 deals that we should try and close and can I coach you to make sure that you close these, uh, right? Which in my mind is not sales coaching, right? Sales coaching is helping a salesperson improve their performance as a salesperson. And that includes across different activities, right? So what are the different activities that a salesperson needs to do? Uh, you know, they need to do prospecting. Uh, they need to, uh, you know, do the initial uh, maybe qualification and discovery process. Uh, they need to do, uh, you know, if they're also the closest then they also need to, you know, go ahead, handle the deal all the way till close. Uh, and of course, along the way, they need to do other tasks, like making sure that the CRM is up to date, making sure that they're communicating back with other teams who might need to help in getting the deal closed. And sales coaching is helping people do each of these uh, things better, uh, right? And of course, a large part of this is the interaction with the customer. And how do we help salespeople get better at that interaction? Uh, and that's kind of where a large part of the sales coaching becomes, uh, you know, coaching people on uh, how to either write emails or how to have better phone conversations. Got it. That was spot on. Um, sometimes managers, you know, only set aside a couple of days for sales coaching and uh, want to maximize uh, how much information is pushed out in that short time so that the sales rep can get back to their work, which is to sell. Uh, however, the problem is that when there's so much to learn in, in such a short time, uh, most of the knowledge that sales reps uh, get usually goes, you know, un unabsorbed. So in your mm -hmm. experience, how do teams do sales coaching? Right. So that's, uh, you know, that's a great point because uh, it's definitely a challenge to retain and actually use any of that knowledge. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'll give you a small example. Right. So today, mm -hmm. if someone told you uh, that you need to change the way you speak uh, or maybe you know somebody came and told me that I use a phrase uh, maybe I end a lot of my sentences with the word right uh, right mm -hmm. uh, so 
it's not uh, even if you told me that maybe five times over the next five months and if you're only setting aside you know uh, one day uh, to coach uh, sales people then you're probably doing that uh, right you're yeah. probably only giving them feedback maybe once uh, a month at best mm-hmm. um, what happens is that i'm not going to be able to change that habit uh, right i will continue to mm-hmm. use that same phrase because every time i get on a sales call i am still going to be in that uh, stress uh, situation uh, yeah, okay. so much going on that i will not remember you know what i was told a month back mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately that's how a lot of teams uh, do land up doing sales coaching today uh, right and uh, mm-hmm. what you pointed out was uh, you know where people do bring in maybe an external trainer to do a sales yeah, training absolutely. once a year uh it's a great mm-hmm. event for you know motivating people as a great uh, morale booster uh, but mm-hmm. the impact after the 30 day period uh, you know various studies have shown that the impact is almost zero after 30 days and mm-hmm. um, so the teams that are most successful are teams that are able to bring that uh, you know that content and that feedback loop into a more regular cycle so that people are actually able to change that behavior and keep it going uh throughout uh, right so that it's not just sporadic it's not patchy uh something that happens well once a year uh, or maybe mm-hmm. you know once a quarter uh but it's something that actually sustained on every sales call um yeah all right so how can teams stand out uh, what's missing in today's sales coaching so i think there are two things that are missing uh, right mm-hmm. one is uh, definitely personalization all right mm-hmm. now somebody needs to give me feedback that i use the word right at the end of every sentence right now mm-hmm. that is not going to come from uh, you know doing a group session with uh, 50 sales people uh, where an external sales trainer is coming and talking about techniques all right yeah uh, mm-hmm. for that you really need to understand what are the different things that each sales person does well or badly and see where the uh, maximum gains are uh, and maximum improvement is all right so personalization mm-hmm. is definitely uh, you know important uh, when it comes to sales coaching all right it has to be okay. uh, something that happens one on one apart from you know the group sessions mm-hmm. okay so are there any tools available So right so um you know i think the first thing where it starts is in just understanding the communication uh, that each sales rep is having uh, right so mm-hmm. on the email side of course uh, it's easy to review emails what has been a challenge for the longest time is uh, getting insights from uh, the calls uh, that sales people are having uh, right and so that's mm-hmm. the problem that we solve with wingman which is how do we make it easier for both managers and the sales person to review their own conversations uh mm-hmm. and then not just have to go through call by call but get the broader trends right so is this mm-hmm. uh, is this a phrase or word that i use more often um you know mm-hmm. do i go into long monologues uh, things like that and uh, make that uh, data much easier but we don't just stop there uh, right so as i said you know analytics and postmortems are great uh, but if you if they're only happening with the frequency of once a quarter uh, nobody is going to be able to change their behavior so what we also do at wingman is mm-hmm. we help people by giving them real time prompts that remind them of the good habits that they want to do or, or take them away from the bad things that they don't want to do right so mm-hmm. like you can set up a prompt for uh, the phrase does that make sense and every time that you say that phrase and if you want to stop using it it's going to show mm-hmm. up and remind you it's going to be like a punch in your face 
uh, telling you damn i used it again oh um, right and that's kind of where it's most effective because uh, one you don't need a manager to spend so much time yeah. um and two uh, it's happening when the context uh, is strongest and so it's the moment when i can actually make a change or i can actually register that much more strongly versus if i was listening to that call a month later and i saw the phrase does that make sense mm-hmm. got it so we spoke about personalized coaching and group session uh where does peer to peer sales coaching stand and how does it work right so i think for the longest time uh, you know people have in sales teams uh, unlike most of the professions they know who's uh, you know which sales reps are doing well who's meeting quota uh, right and who's mm-hmm. exceeding mm-hmm. quota and mm-hmm. people have always been curious about how, what can i do to be more like that person or what are some of the good practices that i want to follow from that person and i think the challenge there has been um, you know it's it's uh, not very scalable for a sales person to sit in on someone else's calls regularly mm-hmm. right and yeah. um, and i think that's where the power of uh, sales coaching comes by using a tool that allows you to uh, go in and listen uh, to calls uh, at leisure uh, you know at your mm-hmm. own time and pace uh, and to be able to listen to anyone's calls right so people also feel mm-hmm. hesitant in asking their peer to say you know can i sit in on your call but yeah. they don't have to feel hesitant in going to a platform and say you know what let me listen to five calls of this person today and see uh, you know how they are doing better or let me just listen to five calls of my peers uh, to see how they are handling an objection around pricing uh, and i think that peer to peer has a big part to play because uh, honestly beyond a point sales managers are kind of out of the game very often uh, they haven't been mm-hmm. making calls they don't understand Uh, yeah. how they need to immediately respond to some of the customer questions um and mm-hmm. i think a lot of that knowledge exists within the organization uh and within different sales people's heads and we want to help get the tribal knowledge out into the open and make it more democratized so that the whole organization can benefit all right interesting views there should be i'm thoroughly enjoying this conversation um i also want to know Uh, the tools that are available uh, for sales coaching the list of tools right so um, i think it doesn't always have to start with tools uh, right mm-hmm. uh, i think that a lot of the basics start with uh, making sure that the intent uh, and the process is set right between the manager and the sales person all uh, right okay. which is that you need to have a good cadence for coaching uh you need okay. to have some sort of a format for saying this is what we are trying to work on this is i think an area of improvement and uh there needs to be a way to monitor whether or not that has improved all right i think where the tools help uh is in identifying the areas uh that can make the most impact uh if they are improved and also mm-hmm. in helping track whether or not they are getting improved all right okay uh, and the third thing where the tools can help is in getting a buy in uh from everyone on what are the important things that i need to improve right so an example is how do i make sure that if i give someone feedback saying that uh you know whenever a pricing objection comes don't uh, or when somebody asks for pricing in the first 5 minutes don't talk about the price uh, right now i can tell mm-hmm. my sales reps that uh, you know many million times but they might not still adopt it because it is uncomfortable yeah. but if yeah, i gave yeah. them data and said listen 
these are hundred calls where pricing was asked in the first five minutes. People gave that answer, mm-hmm. uh, and here are hundred calls where pricing was asked in the first five minutes, and people deferred it and said, "Let's talk about it at the end." And you know, in these hundred calls, only five percent closed, and in these hundred calls, twenty-five percent closed. Everybody is going to get the buy-in because salespeople fundamentally want to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's kind of where the tools come in, and what kind of tools, uh, right? So of course. Uh, wingman is right up there uh, it belongs yeah. to a category called conversational intelligence and okay. uh, what it does is it enables people uh, to identify these patterns uh, but more importantly like i said it also enables people to go ahead and uh, use those patterns as coaching aids in real time during the calls uh, right so mm-hmm. you need minimal external support you need minimal involvement from the manager Uh, to actually get a lot of gains uh, going. Got it. Got it. I'll definitely check that out. Uh, Wingman, right? Right. Thank you, Sanjana. <laughs> Let's wrap it up, Shruti, with just one last question that I have. Uh, what does it take to become a great sales coach? Ah, oh, that's that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I actually, uh, you know, apart from. my uh, background in sales uh, yeah. in technology and in investing uh, i also uh, did a certification program as a coach right and this oh, is this okay. is like a general coach not specifically a sales coach but okay. uh, one thing that i think um, you know a few things that i learned from uh, what is important to be a good coach uh, right um mm-hmm. and maybe one takeaway for everyone who's looking to implement any type of coaching in house is uh not to put on the hat of being an advisor or a mentor uh mm-hmm. when you're trying to coach someone and the difference really is if someone comes to you with a problem as a mentor you would want to give them a solution to it uh, right yeah. so if i tell you that you know i find it really challenging to build rapport in my calls uh you might tell me you know why don't you try these three things yeah yeah uh, right and that's that's a useful uh, and a very intuitive reaction but the challenge mm-hmm. there is that the adoption doesn't happen all right and so if you were to approach the same thing as a coach what you would do differently is you would get the person to dive deeper to find their own answers right uh, and maybe mm-hmm. the answer is not to give them a suggestion on saying you know why don't you talk about uh you know Uh, these three things about coronavirus or you know these two things mm-hmm. about work from home to build rapport uh, but the answer there will come from the person saying you know what when i try to uh, build rapport i'm very self conscious or maybe you know i have these hesitation that i'm taking up this person's time and when they start mm-hmm. to fundamentally question and understand what their own hesitations are uh, they will come up one with better solutions uh, right and they will be completely mm-hmm. personalized to them and two mm-hmm. they will be Uh, much more likely to stick with the suggestions right the biggest mm-hmm. challenge that people have as mentors is they feel that i gave such great advice and nobody followed it uh, and mm-hmm. i think that's the distinction between being a great sales coach versus being uh, just a good sales manager got it got it this is this is interesting i personally like this um I think it's a wrap Shruti uh thanks much for this lovely conversation you sure have given us a lot to think about uh sales coaching and I'm looking forward to learning more from you uh thank you so much for spending your time with me today great sanjana likewise i enjoyed the chat as well thank you see you again bye bye stay tuned to our weekly upcoming episode with more sales and marketing leaders from around the globe 
We are on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and more. Subscribe to get notified when a new episode is out. Also, please leave us a review if you're on Apple. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.